Good evening, everyone, and welcome to ATP Live Monday. All right. I hope you can all see me and you can all hear me. Uh, please drop your questions in comment section. And let me know you can see me and you can hear me correctly. All right. So thank you, everyone. All right. Uh, okay, I can see some people already joining on Instagram. And I think some people are already watching on Facebook as well. So welcome, everybody. How has your day been? I hope you've all had a wonderful day so far. Welcome to ATP Live. Uh, this is a program where in one hour you can ask any questions about your child's health and we will try and answer them. All the questions that comes in between now and 7 p.m., we'll try and answer them uh, live. Okay. However, if we are unable to answer your question because time is against us, remember that you can always, always ask your questions on our Facebook group. Ask the pediatrician's Facebook group from Mondays to Saturday. And even for those of you who are adults, you can ask your own question on ATP Family Facebook group from Mondays to Saturday. And we also have ATP Still a Mom for supporting families who have suffered any uh, bereavement, so either pregnancy or a child. So welcome everyone, and we encourage you to please share the video, um, invite family and friends, invite everybody we should be watching. And I'm also going to try and do that in the next few minutes. I'm going to just try and make sure I share all the uh videos on our groups so if you're watching me on instagram on youtube on on our facebook group you can actually just drop your question straight onto under the video that you're watching uh, but if you're watching me from any of our other groups and then you will have to uh, click on the video because you you have to get to uh, you have to get to our page and to be able to ask your questions. Okay, I hope that makes sense. All right, I'm just going to share to the other groups now. In one minute, okay. Welcome everybody. Welcome. You can start dropping your questions now. And as soon as we are ready, we will share that. I mean, we will start answering them. I'm just trying to share the video to our other groups. Um, so you are welcome, everyone. Uh, feel free to drop your questions on any children health issue that you may have. All right. Okay, and then I'm just going to go to our groups and make sure that all the questions are in the groups. 
and just make sure we've pinned all the videos and the groups okay welcome everyone Welcome everyone. I'm just trying to make sure that all the groups have the videos and they are all pinned in the rightful places. So that's all I'm doing right now. Okay, just one more minute and we're good to roll. Okay, good, I think we're good. And we're all ready now to start answering the questions. So I got to, yeah, okay. All right, so welcome everyone. I'm Genisola Boyde, I'm a pediatrician, and I'm going to be answering all questions that you have in the next one hour, hopefully. Uh, feel free to drop your questions. I want to let you know that this program is brought to you by Ask the Pediatricians Foundation. Uh, Ask the Pediatricians Foundation is a non-profit organization that is committed to reducing uh, deaths of children that are due to preventable causes. Our goal is to see that figure become zero. And so we do that through health education information via social media. Beyond that, we also go outside to communities, especially communities that are in the gym to do free community medical outreaches. Uh, so those are the things we do. And um, you can always ask questions about your children's health on our Facebook group. Join our Facebook group and it is free to join. It is free to ask questions and you are going to get answers from health professionals. So that's the difference between ask the pediatricians and any other Facebook groups where you ask questions, you are getting professional evidence-based answers from health professionals on our groups. So you can take the answers to get to the bank. Also, so we have for children, mostly our ask the pediatricians, but for adults, we have the ATP family and we also have ATP still her mom. If you want to have private chats one-to-one -one with any of our uh, professional pediatricians, dermatologists, surgeons, and all that, you can do that through our ATP clinics, which is our social enterprise uh, at a very moderate fee. Send us a WhatsApp message on plus two three four nine zero five six nine one six eight one eight, or you can send us an email at clinicsatp at gmail.com and we will tell you how that is possible. Um, but remember, that is not a free service, it's a premium service starting from 5,400 Naira only. Okay, and of course, we encourage you to support our outreaches. You can support us by volunteering in your in your states or in your community. We have over, we have ATP chapters in virtually all the states of Nigeria, including the FCT. We also have an ATP chapter in Ghana. So you, and in, in Lagos, we have over, 10 chapters in Lake Zones in Lagos alone. So feel free to 
support us and join as a volunteer. Of course, you can also donate. You can donate to our bank account. Details are shown on the screen. And I think it's on the details on Instagram. I finally managed how to do that. And of course, if you're outside Nigeria, you can donate on our website, True Global Giving. Uh, we're a very verified organization. So Global Giving, uh, we have our page on the side as well. So we encourage you to follow us on all our social media handles, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter, on um, and also as a podcast. You can listen to my podcast called Ask Dr. Bemi ATP. Ask Dr. Bemi ATP is on Spotify, is on Google Podcasts, it's on most of the podcast platform. Just search for Ask Dr. Bemi ATP. So if you are the type that you like to just listen, you can watch our podcast. And on those podcasts, I just take a topic and I'll discuss them and also answer questions based on some of the questions people have asked me before. So you can always listen to my podcast and share. Also, if you listen to radio, online radios, you can listen to that same podcast program on Fresh Waves Radio every Thursday at 10 a.m. And on my podcast or the radio, you can actually send your questions in and I will answer them in subsequent uh, episodes. So those are our other uh, channels by which you can learn about children's health issues. But if you like to watch, you can always watch on our YouTube channel, ATP TV. So thank you so much. And that's all the announcement I have. And then I can go back to uh, taking our questions now. As usual, I always partial towards my Instagram people. So I'm going to see whether I have any questions on Instagram yet. And I'll start with Instagram. And then I'll come to Facebook. So please drop your questions quickly so that we will not exceed our time. Thank you, Khadija, for telling me you can see me, you can hear me. The same thing for Paris, Barry, thank you. Uh, okay, so the first question I have here is by Obadeyi5. Okay, sorry, I forgot to mention that if you're a first-time mom, we have a first-time mom course currently ongoing. So send us a message on our WhatsApp number if you want to join that class. I mean, if you read the testimonial on our platform, it's been so awesome. And I really want you to have a test and see where the, to, to, to also see what it is. You will get a copy of the FCM Companion, which is my book for first-time mothers. And it's 5000 right? You can also just buy the book alone if you want to. If you, everything you need to know as a first-time mom to raise a healthy baby, you can do it on your own. You need no overgirl, nobody coming. You can do it on your own. I've written it in a very practical, simple, easy to follow kind of approach. So you can order that. If you want, just send us a message on our WhatsApp or just look for all their flyers on our social media and just will say that. Also, uh, you're a pregnant mom and you want to join our antenatal class, that class is also running currently. And when you join, you also get a copy of our gynecologist book, Dr. Jumoke, uh, a book, Nine Months and Beyond. Everything about pregnancy from even conceiving, all the trimesters, labor delivery, postpartum, everything is, even neonatal, I also wrote that page in the neonatal part of it, it's in that book. So if you want that, it's also available, 5,000 era. But if you join our uh, ANC class, you'll get a copy of it for free. The ANC class or the FTM class, is for 12 weeks and it's just 20,000 era 
only subsidized by Axe Pediatricians Foundation. So these are the announcements. I always forget to mention that because I think many people may want to have those resources. Trust me, they are very good. And for those who have used them, they, they, we have getting a lot of testimony on how it has been so wonderful. All right, so let's start with the first question I have from Abadei. What can be used for a baby with gas discomfort? Okay, before I continue, please, when you're asking questions, always start with the age of your baby. It is so crucial to us as pediatricians. So yesterday we're doing orientation for our new moderators and we're trying to tell them how to go about this. And people were like, what is the most important question? That must always, the, the most important thing that must always be present in every question is the age of that child. If you don't put the age of a child, we are even clueless on how to approach that question because we don't know, are you talking of a newborn? Are you talking of a 10 year old? <laughs> All of them can have gas discomfort. So I don't want to make assumptions because it's a very dangerous thing to do. And I don't always like to waste my time of answering the question like for a newborn baby and then you come up and say, oh, it's a one year old child I'm talking about. So please, rather you re-ask your question, make sure you put the age of the child. If nothing else, start with the age. And when you say one or two, please put a qualifier. So don't just say my child is one. That also does not make many much many. Is it one week old, a one day old, a one month old, or a one year old? Because all of them are my patients. So I need to have very specific information to be able to give you answer. Because what you just asked, the way I will answer it for a one month old is going to be different from the way I will answer it for a one year old. That is very important. I know mothers don't often get that. Everybody's a baby, even your 20 year old is a baby. But for us as pediatricians, we need to know which of the babies we are dealing with because the answers will be different. So I, I'm sure you have to ask that question again because I don't know which of the babies we're dealing with right now. All right. Um, Okay, I think Instagram people are just coming. I can't see more questions. So please drop your questions, Instagram family. Drop your questions. Drop your questions. I hope I didn't miss out any. Yeah, okay. I don't think I don't think I'm only nobody if uh, please nobody reacts your question and start with the age of the child. Thank you. Okay, I'll jump to Facebook since Instagram is not yet ready. All right, thank you, Uraola. Thank you so much for the feedback. Good evening, Obiagele. Thank you for joining us. Hello, Dr. Ekwishema. Thank you, Facebook user. If you're on Facebook group and you want me to see your name, you have to give StreamYard the permission to show your name, or else I won't be able to see you, but I'm guessing you know yourself. Okay, my first question is from Obiagele. Good evening, Doc. I saw that PIC 103 contains scheme to make. Why is that healthy for kids? Okay, so number one, I'm, I'm not allowed to be commenting on different brands because it's not my responsibility to do that since they are not sponsoring my program. So <laughs> you will have to ask them, the, the manufacturer, that. So they have their reasons for doing what they, they did. So, but it is healthy. It's okay if you want to give it for your baby. It is okay. But remember that that product has an age attached to it so make sure if you're using it you use it for the age they specified so for that product it's supposed to be from age one to three so make sure you don't give it to anybody not up to one year yet so but the reason why they use that is 
you have to ask the manufacturer, but I can assure you that it's LD and it is safe for you to use for the age group recommended for. Okay, how that's helpful. Good evening, Hebu doctor. Good evening, Facebook user. I don't, I can see your name. Okay, good evening, ma'am. Please, can you talk about infantile spasm and moral reflex? Okay, good. So, um, moral reflex is, so when babies are born, they have what we call reflexes or neonatal reflex. These are reflexes that babies do. Uh, for example, sucking reflex. So whenever you put your hand near a baby's mouth, the baby will want to suck on your finger. So that is a sucking reflex. So the same, so the other one is uh, moral reflexes. When you carry a baby, uh, you know, you and you tease them up, you as if you want to you know, tilt their head backward a little bit, they tend to go like that, you know, as if they want to fly. <laughs> we call it moral reflex. So it's common in babies. Most of these reflexes, like the moral reflex, will go away by the age of four to six months in babies. So it's, they are like kind of protective reflex. Babies are born with them. They are natural thing to them. But as the babies get bigger, usually by four to six months, most of those reflexes will go away. So one of them is that, moral reflex that make babies to, to do like that. I don't know. So <laughs> I hope you can see my hands. It's, you, you see them as if they are, they are flying and they, they put their hand back. So that's what we call moral reflex. Now, some babies can have a medical condition which we call infantile spasm, which is a form of epilepsy or a form of a seizure. And now it may look like they're having moral reflex, but it's a little bit different. Uh, the difference is that in these children, these children that have infantile spasms, they just do it, uh, even and they will do several ways. Usually, when they are waking up or whenever you, see, you just see them going like that, they, we also call it salam attack. You know, like when Muslims want to bow down to pray, they will just go like that, or some of them will go like that. So they are different. We have what we call the flexor type, the sensor type. So they 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 will do it severally. They will. It's as if they are shocking, you know, like some parents describe it as, as if a child is having a shock or, you know, that that's when a mother's sometimes describe it. They will just go like that. They will just go like that. But they will do several of it. Unlike the typical moral reflex, which is you you can stimulate the moral reflex, but you will just drop the baby as if you want to drop them and then they go like that. So, and that is it. You try, you, you are the one that trigger it off. But this uh, infantile spasms, or salam attacks or West syndrome, depending, we, we use different names. They are all for the same condition. You don't, you have not done anything. The child just do it by themselves. They will just do as if they have a double reflex and they will do several of them together. So if you see a child having that, you need to see a pediatrician because it's a form of epilepsy, it's a form of seizure, and we need to treat it. And so you have to go to see a pediatrician. So there's a difference between infantile spasm and uh, if you are not sure what I'm saying, you can watch the YouTube video uh, or if you go to our Facebook group, I'm sure we have a video of a child who is having uh, infantile spasm just for you to see how it goes. But the key word for most parents is that if you don't even know the difference between the two, the key word is that when babies have their moral reflex, it's just one and that's it. They, they don't just keep on doing it. Whereas for infantile spasm, they will have several of it together. So, you know, it's not normal. And that is when you need to see a pediatrician. There are drugs for it, there are treatment for it, but you need to see us quickly. 
and so that we can treat it properly. If you are not sure, just take the chat to a pediatrician. We will figure it out. Or you can record it and take it to a pediatrician and show us, and we can um, we can always tell you which is which. All right, I think how about that is clear for the okay. The next question is a 14-year-old, very active, met all his milestones, but sometimes tip shows. Is it wrong? There's something wrong with it. If you listen to my podcast, my last podcast is developmental milestones, and I did answer this particular question. It is normal for babies to tiptoe when they are when they are just starting to walk. So it is completely normal. So they will do that, but usually by age of two years. We expect them to stop. So if they after two years they are still toe walking, we, we call it persistent toe walking, then it's maybe telling us something else. It may be giving us some signs of either a neurological problem, autism, and all that. So it is when it's beyond two years that we worry about it. Before three years, it's perfectly normal. In fact, most babies will do it when they start to walk. Adiola say, my son, how four months has been stolen. For a week now, and I'm, I'm on EBF. Weight during management is 5.5. So, for your love, if you on EBF, we usually don't expect them to stool, watery stool, which is what I think you're telling me. Um, so, usually, when a mother has this kind of question, I always want to ask like two or three other questions. First, is the stool watery or not? Because some mother use the word stooling to mean baby has passed through maybe more than four times but it's a normal stool. That is not stooling. That is not diarrhea for us. So you have to tell me how many times baby has passed stool. You have to tell me what is the texture of the stool. Is it watery? Is it normal? And for babies on hip they don't normally pass hard stool anyway. They don't pass thick. They usually pass a mixture of solid and liquid, you know, like a goosey soup kind of stool. So that again is also not diarrhea because some parents actually think that is also stooling or diarrhea. So you have to tell us for them, for you to say it's watery, it has to be like urine and it is sinking completely into the uh, nappy or diaper. So that is when we will take it as watery and it was up more than three times in a day. In 24 hour period so for us that is how we define diarrhea so it is not enough i actually don't like taking my baby stolen because sometimes when you probe further you find out that the child is actually does not have any diarrhea so it just because maybe the child has passed stool eight times a day but they are all normal stool then that is not stolen as long as the stools are normal that is normal it is only when the child is passing watery stool Watery stool means a stool that will take the shape of a container or like urine, like water, or it will sink completely into the diaper, then that is watery. And even for the watery, we need it to be more than three times in a 24-hour period before we make a diagnosis of diarrhea. Now, it is very, very rare for a baby on EBF to pass watery stool. The only time that happens, some people say, some people say they are doing EBF, but they are giving water. That is not EBF. If you are giving water, the water, contaminated water can cause a baby to have diarrhea. So please, if you are giving water with EBF, because Nigerian mothers always have, they are doing EBF, but they are also giving water. So I always like to clarify their EBF. EBF means no water on the breast milk. It is not just breastfeeding that is EBF. It is breast milk only, no water. So if you are giving water, you need to stop. If you are not giving water, some people are giving drugs, so you are also taking some drugs yourself. 
these are things that can pass into your breast milk and can affect your baby's tools. So you need to wash that. Otherwise, babies on EBF really, really don't pass what we still, you know, they don't. So uh, Adela, if you are still listening to me, you can give me feedback on all those questions I've asked you, then I can know how to address your questions more specifically. But meanwhile, just continue breast milk only. No water, no agbo, no formula, no drugs, breast milk and breast milk only. Okay, so somebody is asking about moral reflex and infantile spasm. I've answered that. If you if I've answered your question and you were not listening because you dashed to do another thing because I know we are mothers, we're always multitasking, that is fine. The video is going to be available for you. You just need to watch it again and you will catch the answer. But I will not repeat the answer so that we can take as many questions as possible. Okay. Doctor, do you advise that a pediatric surgeon carry out a hydrocele case in a child of three years or an experienced surgeon? I mean, I don't understand that the difference between a pediatric surgeon and an experienced surgeon. A pediatric surgeon is also an experienced surgeon. So I don't see that. Anyway, for children, any the children's surgery are always carried out by the pediatric surgeon anyway. So the answer to that question is a pediatric surgeon should do the surgery in a three-year-old. So whether it's a newly qualified pediatric surgeon, whether it's an experienced pediatric surgeon, a surgeon is a surgeon. And for children, it should be a pediatric surgeon. That is number one. Number two, hydrocyl is very rare in a three-year-old. So make sure that diagnosis is correct. Hydrocyl is what we see in the newborns and in the infants. By the time they're about three-year-old, you have to be sure you are not dealing with ania. Ania is different from hydrocyl. Hydrocyl means it's only water that has, you know, accumulated in the scrotum. Whereas in ania, it is not just water, it's um, uh, some part of the intestine uh, squeeze themselves into that space. So you need to be sure what the exactly diagnosis is. So I'm sure you've seen a surgeon already. Please let them tell you what exactly the diagnosis and what surgery they're going to do because three-year-old hydrocy, very, very unlikely. Ania, yes. Hydrocy, no. And then, of course, a pediatric surgeon should do the procedure. And it's not a big procedure. It's, it's one of those minor things. So there's no need to panic. I know mothers, anytime we have surgery, we all, we all get panicky and all that. But it's actually what we call a day surgery. You go there, you go home the same day. Most of the time, there's no big deal. So it's not something to panic about. All right, moving on. Doctor, what is your opinion about oiling the Fontanel hallways. Okay, if you need my opinion, you should have bought the first time mom companion, I mean, first time mom companion book. And that is my opinion is very clear. So don't, there's no need for all this oiling or oiling of the Fontanel. It is absolutely unnecessary. Okay, so when you put oil on your baby's hair, you are oiling the scalp and the hair. Which is which we all do anyway, even adults. But not that you have to be putting oil. I love the way one of my first time mom said it in one of the testimonials that is on the FTM book that the the the, the fontanel is not like a idol. You know, she said it in Yoruba. <laughs> that it's not an idol that you have to be putting oil on every day. No, it is not. It was very funny. You know, so it, you don't need to do that. Okay. 
Uh, that's I hope that is clear. And uh, is my baby song supposed to be red or pink? Whatever, it doesn't matter. It's usually we we usually call it pink, but it depends on your color, <laughs> the way you do, the way you call color. But usually it's pink. Um, and then I, you must be a first time mom. So anybody, any mom that asks me five questions in one post is a first time mom. I always say that's how I know a first time mom. They can't answer just one. Ask one question. They must ask like five or four in one in one paragraph. <laughs> so you really need to join the FTM moms class. Okay, you clean your baby's tongue every morning, but it is white after sucking, and I get shouted out by the elders. Mm, don't mind them. Uh, that I don't clean that. So just leave the elders alone. You know, just ignore them. Okay, so you can clean your baby's tongue once a day is fine. So what I normally recommend is that when you give your baby the bath in the morning, you must have a dedicated face towel. And then you put the face towel in clean water and just clean the tongue. That's all. It's, it's something. That mixed things are very easy to remove. Once you clean it with the clean cloth and water, it will go away. And that's it. So that is all you need to do. Just do it once a day is fine, and it's okay for the tongue to be to have mixed in. It's milk. Baby's drinking milk, so milk will stain the tongue. There's no big deal about it. Then the following morning, you can clean it again, and nobody should shout on you, and you don't have to take anybody shouting on you. Just ignore them, okay? I, I if you're a first time mom, I recommend you buy the FTM companion book. All these questions I've answered them there. Or you can join our FTM Moms um, class. It's still ongoing. All right. I did last say I just said about volunteering. I want to be a volunteer. Wow, that's good. Thank you. If you on our, you can send us a WhatsApp message on the WhatsApp number showing on the screen, or you can if you go to our Facebook group. There's a, there's a link. If you check the featured post, we put a link on how to join our volunteers. You are welcome to join us. Or just send us a message. We'll, we'll send you all the link on how to sign up and all that. All right. We're all last. Say good evening, Doc. Please, I want to know what causes recurrent blisters on a seven-month-old. Where are the blisters? Okay. You always assume the doctors knows what you're trying to ask. Is it on the mouth? Is it on, because maybe people can have blisters anywhere. Is it on the hands? Is it on the legs? So um, it does dry up after taking vitamin C. I, I, I don't know, but I, I'm assuming you are talking about mouth blisters. Um, so um, most of the time uh, they are due to what we call uh, epilabialis. It's a form of viral infection. If that is what I'm assuming you're asking, the, actually the, the best thing for me to do is to actually see what you're calling these blisters and where the blisters are, which you have left out. So it's very difficult to answer your question without knowing where the blisters are. Maybe you should just repost your question and tell me where they are and so we can answer them properly. I don't want to make assumptions. So, okay, I think, let me see whether Instagram people have dropped their own. Okay, so I don't keep on forgetting. Forget. I think Instagram has dropped their own. Okay, let me answer one more question. Thank you so much, Facebook for appreciating me. I appreciate you too for joining. Um, so next Facebook session, when is Fontanelle to close up completely? Okay, the anterior Fontanelle will close up by 18 to 24 months. 
the posterior fontanelle will close up by zero to six months. So anterior fontanelle, 18 to 24 or by two years, posterior fontanelle by six months. Okay, so I hope that's helpful. Okay, so Insta uh, let me jump to Instagram and answer. I can see Instagram people are ready for me now. Um, okay, the next question in on Instagram by is the maybe seven weeks, best weight is 3.7, six weeks is 5.1. It fasts a lot and it seems to be in pain when passing gas. What can be done to reduce the pain or discomfort? Okay, so it is fine and it's absolutely normal for babies to fat to pass gas because they take a lot of gas when they are sucking, when they are um, crying, they, 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 they they, they, they actually swallow a lot of gas in that process. So they need to pass it out. But they are not in pain when passing out the gas. Okay, I know they act surprised and they twist and turn and sometimes even cry. But most of the time it's because the babies are just very sensitive to anything moving in their body. So anything moving, the gas is moving, the water is moving. They they are just sensitive to every movement because they are still used, they are just getting used to their own body. And so anything surprises them, they pass out gas, they're surprised or they cry. It's not like they are really it's not like they are in pain. No, there's no reason to worry. So um if your baby is crying and crying, then that's most likely is colic. And for colic, you can use Infacol, which is something you can buy over the counter. So otherwise, there's is something, it's a passing thing for babies. After a while, by the time you're about three months, they are bigger, they are used to their bodies now. They are not moved by all those things. So they pass their gas and they are good and they are fine. So there's no uh, discomfort. All right, um, sweet D, where the mom? My baby is four months old in three days. Male 3.92 at birth. Can I put him to sit? You don't need to force a baby to sit. You don't need to teach baby how to sit. You don't need to train them to do any of those things. They will do it by themselves when they are ready to. So for four months old, we want your baby to have neck control. So baby must be able to keep the head straight first. Surely they do that by three months. So when they are able to keep their head straight and then the sitting will come. Initially, when they start to sit, usually by five to six months, they sit with pillow support. We call it sitting with support. Then by seven to eight months, they start to sit without support. Don't force babies to sit. I see a lot of mothers showing me pictures of trying to force their baby to sit. And you see the baby bending forward and very much in discomfort. Please don't do that because you are just putting the baby in unnecessary discomfort. So when baby is ready to sit, they, you will know when they're ready because when you carry them in your hand, normally when you carry them now, they are tend to they tend to be flat. But when you carry them when they are ready to sit, you see them, you know, they carry their head up and they are putting themselves in that sitting posture. Then you know that that baby is ready to sit. So that's what you need to do. And there's no hurry in development. Okay. I see mothers always in a hurry to make sure their children can do this, can do that. No, there's no competition. There's no hurry. And your baby sitting at four months does not make your baby better than a baby that sits at six months. It doesn't have any value. Sometimes we just create unnecessary 
stress for your baby and for yourself. So just relax. So when your baby is ready to sit, you will see the baby sitting. All right. And there's no difference between male and females. Because some people say, oh, boys should sit by this moment. We should start sitting boys by this moment. We should start sitting. No, there's no difference. Both boys and girls will sit around about the same time. And, and it's going to be the same. So there's no special treatment. Okay, show me for king. Welcome. But uh, please, is it good to use mouth to suck mucus from a nine months old baby? No, no, we don't recommend that. Please do not suck mucus with your mouth from the baby's nose. I know the grandmothers are fond of doing that, and they even know how to blow it out and all yeah, I don't do that in 2022. So there are mucus, there are bob syringes that you can actually use to suck it if you want. They are available in the pharmacy. You can ask them for it. But more importantly, if you if your baby has anything blocking the nose, all you need to do is to put like saline drops. Saline drop is also something you can buy over the counter. It's available in the pharmacy. If you drop it in, it will soften the mucus and it will flow. So there's no reason to blow or to suck, or to do all those, it will flow out, and then just use your face towel, handkerchief, and clean what is coming out. You don't need to, there are various reasons why we don't want to do that, because the amount of pressure you people blow in, or used to suck out, we hope you don't suck out the brain. Seriously, and I'm not exaggerating, because the baby's brain is just sitting on top of that nose. Yeah, if it's just sitting on top of it there. And there's some connection, there are some spaces because all those nerves into the nose, they come down from the brain and they pass through this, the, the perforation in the nose. So there, there are lots of things around that area. And our mouths, they are full of germs, bacteria, trust me, but they don't disturb you. But that process, you can introduce it into those germs into the baby's nose straight into the brain. These are very dangerous stuff. So we don't want you doing that at all. So if your baby's is blocked nose, put saline drops in it, the baby's nose, the mucus will soften and it will flow out and you will clean it. That is all you need to do. If you want to also use syringe, you can use the bob syringe. It's like a, it, it looks like that part of the breast pump, you know, something you can pump out. It, but it's just a it's just that uh, roundish part and all that. Just ask for bob syringe, like a bob, like a the globe that you put in your house. So it's a syringe that looks like that. So you can put it in the nose and you know. But most of the time, it's unnecessary. We just allow it to drain out and we clean it. That is the best thing to do. All right, Mensa uh, Mama. Okay, welcome. That's another. Common visitor on our ATP Live Instagram. Please, my baby, five months is having block nose. Okay, it seemed like I was actually answering your question when I was asking Shami King. So I hope you've gotten the answer. He's snoring. I was giving cervix time, normal cell line. Is he okay? It's okay. I don't really know why they give you antibiotics. I know most of you want to go to some hospitals, they don't just want to come back. But I think there's a lot of abuse of antibiotics. If your child's nose is blocked, most, uh, most respiratory tract infections are viruses. They are not bacteria. So they don't need any antibiotics. So, but I don't know what your doctor said that make you give, gave you antibiotics. So I'm not really going to 
comment on that but it's okay to put the cell line so that's exactly i actually have answered your question when i was answering show me for king so just put that cell line it will serve some demo calls it will flow out that's all you need to do be so you say good evening doll. please i saw like blood in the tip of my baby's eight months old tongue okay if you see blood in the top tip of the tongue maybe may have beaten himself you know they also sometimes bite themselves because I don't know where else the blood would have come from, unless there's also blood on your own, unless there's a wound in your own breast, and the baby is sucking, and there's a little bit of blood come out with it. So if there's no wound on your own breast, then most likely the baby may have accidentally, you know, bite the tongue, and maybe that is why it's nothing to worry about. If it, unless it's really, really bleeding, and then you can now see. You don't need to do anything. Just clean it and watch. You don't need to do anything. Sometimes we don't need to do anything. We just watch and wait. Or we wait and watch. Uh, Elizabeth, Lisa say, can I give my nine-month-old baby hot water every month? Why? Why do you want to give baby hot water? You don't need to give baby any hot water at all. I don't know. I, I if you if you let me know what is what is it you are thinking about, maybe then I'll know what to tell you to do. But I, there's really no business for giving your baby any hot water. Is it hot water bath or hot water to drink? Maybe you should answer that question first. Let's know which one you see on your mind. Okay, to avoid constipation, no, 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 no. Give your baby normal water, normal drinking water, just like this one. Just normal temperature, not cold, not hot, normal temperature water. That is not what is causing constipation. Your baby needs to take a lot of fruits, vegetables, a wedu, uh, okra, all those kind of things. Make sure you are giving your baby not only papa milk, papa milk, which is or biscuits and all those junk. No junk. Give fruits. A nine months old should be able to hold banana and eat it. You need to eat other fruits. You can even blend those fruits and make them into smoothies and give the baby. And let baby drink water normally. All those things will not cause constipation. If you have constipation, you need to look at what you are giving the baby to eat. Take away all the junk, all the biscuits, all those stuff. And don't just be giving papa and milk only. Make sure baby is having veggies. And there are a lot, and babies usually like the veggies. Like if you make a widow, for example, and you had crayfish to eat, you don't need to put pepper. Babies don't need to eat pepper. Um, and or if you want to even adjust a little, not the one that will make their mouth so hot and they don't want to eat it. No. And then just give it to them. Citus fish inside it. You can make something soft swallow like a mala or soft swallow like semo. Very good. So you're giving the baby a lot of fiber, a lot of protein, veggies, you know. The baby will never, never be constipated. Fruits, smoothies, it won't cause constipation. So constipation is because we are not giving baby water to drink. We're not giving them fruits. We're not giving them vegetables. We're not giving them things that are rich in fiber. So that is why they have constipation. So if you do the right thing, so there's no need for any hot water. Please don't don't give baby hot water. Let's not go and cause hot water bombs. All right. Um. Okay, I think I'll take this as the last person, and I'll go to back to Facebook. Good evening, baby. Uh, please, how long does it take for seizure to cease in babies? Okay, my baby is eight nine weeks, and I've been having frequent seizures. Pediatric neurologist prescribed, you know, babitone. Okay, so it depends on why you may be having seizure. What is causing the seizures in your baby? The the truth of the matter is that it varies from one person to another, and it depends on why the child is having seizure. For example, if a child has something 
structural structurally abnormal in the brain, like something um, maybe the brain is not properly formed, or your baby, your baby do not cry at birth, and because of that, it causes the brain damage. Or your baby has severe jaundice, or maybe had meningitis, or your baby has hydrocephalus. So those kind of conditions that causes a physical injury in the brain, that baby may have seizures for a longer time. And usually for those children, we will not want to give them feeling bad forever. We usually, but if you're nine weeks old, you're still having seizures, I would not want to be giving feeling bad. I want to change to a different anticonvulsant drugs. So, and then usually when we start that, we're going to give it for a long time. We're giving it, we're talking two years here. Eh? Even when your baby is not having seizures, we are still giving the drugs for two years. And after two years, no seizures, then we can begin to reduce it. So I think you should have a, a conversation with your neurologist. Understand what is going on with your baby. Why was your baby having seizures? Usually it's very unusual for newborns to have seizures unless something happened before delivery, during delivery, after delivery. Something has happened and that is what is causing the seizures and we we have to deal with that and we have to control the seizures and sometimes we may have to try different drugs before we get what works for your baby and then after that we can now monitor and all that so have this conversation with your neurologist and the fact that your baby is still having seizures is actually worrying me more because it's one thing that we're giving drugs and the seizure has stopped and but the child is still having seizures despite your medication and then i'm worried and i really want you to go back to see your neurologist and let them review that medication you may want to try something different so that is very important and it's so important that that is sorted out because your baby's brain is still very um fragile let me put it that way i'm looking for the right word to use your baby's your baby's brain is still growing okay so we don't we really need to make sure that we don't cause anything that will cause permanent harm and frequent seizures can further cause injury to the brain so it's very important that seizures in the newborn is controlled as quickly as possible so please see your neurologist i'm sure they would have given you follow-up appointments and all that I hope that's helpful. Don Rose say, say, why does the baby's awuje not beat? Okay, you don't know awuje in English. Okay, we call it anterior fontanelle. So it's an anterior fontanelle. It doesn't have to beat. It doesn't have to beat. You don't even have to, to see anything. You don't have to feel anything. So for babies that have thick hair, you know, most time you don't even you don't even see anything. It's easier for you to see it in babies that are a little bit bored or with scanty hair. So it doesn't have to beat. What is beating under it is the, is the blood vessels, the blood passing around that area. It is, it is, it's not the heart of the baby. So it doesn't have to beat. It doesn't need any beating. So you just leave it alone and you don't have to do anything about that. All right. Yeah, they say, I hope you overcome seizures. Yes, the baby can overcome seizures, but we have to treat it properly. Uh, I really, really think you need to go back to see your. Yeah, okay, you said the investigation did not show the cost of the seizures. Yeah, yeah, that's very strange. Okay, but. 
go back to see your neurologist. We need to know why your baby is having seizures. Has your baby had a CT scan or a brain MRI? Has your baby had like a lumbar puncture? Have they taken water from the bag? These are kind of tests that should be done. So have they have EEG is not the only test that should be done. Your baby must have a brain scan. Your baby must have, if your baby, I don't know what are the circumstances when your baby is having seizures and all that. This is really a consultation kind of question. So because I can't be doing that back and forth, but I believe your neurologist should know what they're doing. So, but I'm giving you points so you know the kind of things that should have been done. If all those things have not been done, they have not finished investigating the baby to know the cause of the seizures. So that is the job for your pediatric neurologist. Okay, let me quickly run back to Facebook. I'll come back. All right. Um, we're rushing towards the hand. Oh, it's 7 p.m. Please don't ask any more questions, but I'll try and answer the ones that have been added. Princess, I agree to doctor. I just with my baby last month. Wow, congratulations. It clocked two in January, so I had a February. Wow, that's great. Send forth to Todd <laughs> Okay, so where will my period return? Okay, because I see I haven't had a period yet. Okay, why are you so keen on having a period? I mean, I don't know why some women like to bleed. I don't know. I don't I don't mind. <laughs> okay, so uh, your period will return anytime, anytime soon. But if you really want to see it early, you can go and see your gynecologist and they can do some tweaks here and there and make you to bleed. But uh, and you don't really need to see your period to conceive. You really, you don't have to see your period. If you're not on family planning and you're ovulating, you can have a baby even whether your period returns or not. So, but if you really want to see your period, because that's for some women, they use their period to, you know, to know that their cycle is regular, then they know when the ovulation is and all that. There are other ways to know when you're ovulating beyond periods. So. But if you really want to see your period, go to your, um gynecologist and they will do the needful but usually it will return by itself you know because you just stop breastfeeding and so all the effect of breastfeeding reducing your period will go away now and you can have your period back but you can see your gyne if you really want to see it as soon as possible they know what to do they may want to give you some medication to to get it starting uh next question say good evening doc my baby is 13 months she can't stand she can't walk except she holds something and walk around okay that's fine yeah so walking is averagely one year but if your baby is not yet walking at one year i am not worried i will only be worried if your baby is not walking by 18 months so we always give babies some gaps some allowances so because when we say walking is one year, we mean 50% of children will walk by one year. Some percentage of children will still walk before one year. Some even walk at seven months, some walk at nine months. And some will not walk until 14 months, 15 months. So we are all not equal, you know, that's it. That's, that's natural distribution. So we are not worried about, and your baby is already showing me sign is going to work soon because is it he or she now? Yeah, she, she's climbing things, she's cruising. So cruising is a nice milestone, is a milestone just before walking. So your baby is already cruising at 13 months. I'm not worried. So I'm sure that baby is going to be walking in another one or two months. So just relax and let the baby be. Uh, you're worried. Okay, don't worry. That's why I'm telling you, don't worry. And she's not talking yet, like calling daddy or mommy again. 
one year, one word. So we expect everybody to have at least one word. So just give some time. Don't worry. I think you need to listen to my podcast on developmental milestones. It's available on Spotify or just Google Ask Doctor with me to be. So you understand. There's what we call the average time. Then there's what we call limiting time. In other words, there's a time when we will start to worry. But now we're still not worried at all. So for example, like talking, we start worrying about talking around the age of two years. So hopefully by then your child should have started talking. So but for now, I'm not worried at all. So just relax and watch and just keep playing with the baby. Keep be happy with the baby. The baby will get there. All right, um, doctor, my baby, three months, weight is 5.9, birth weight is 4.6. Wow, your baby was quite big. Is the baby, is the waist not low? I'm really concerned that it's not adding weight fast. So how are you feeling your baby? Your baby was very big at birth anyway. So uh, 5.9, actually for a three months old, 5.9 is not a bad weight at all. A three months old averagely will weigh six kilos. So 5.9 is actually good. But because your baby was actually 4.6, which was quite big at birth. So we worry that your baby has only added maybe 1.3 kilos in three months. That's a little bit low. But I'm not very, very worried, to be honest. But I want to know how you're feeding the baby. Recommend that you exclusively breastfeed your baby. No water, just breast milk. Only one, uh, one of the mom on our FTM group was still asking me just before I came, up here today about why does she not need to give water to your baby? So baby's stomach is very small. It's just about the size of my fist. So when you had water, you actually take up the space that the milk should take with the water. And water has zero calories. So baby are not going to gain weight with water. They don't gain any weight with water. And your breast milk itself it's 70% water. So why do you need to add more water and even dilute and now reduce the space for the milk to take? So we always, I, always, I told her, go and express your breast milk in the bottle and leave it for 24 hours. It will separate. Then you will see what I'm telling you that 70% of that milk is actually water already. And the rest is just 30% is the milk. So when you go give your baby water, then you dilute the space for that for the milk. The baby doesn't have enough of the breast milk. Your baby's stomach will be full and they will sleep, but they, they don't have calories to gain weight. So you really need to make sure that you breastfeed exclusively. I know all of you say, who doesn't eat and doesn't drink water? Uh, newsflash. Breast milk is both the food and water already combined, so you don't need to give any water again. So it's very, very important that we do the right thing. And if you if you are breastfeeding, where well, your baby will gain weight, so unless your baby has any medical issues, then that is when you need to see us. Gloria, say good evening, dog. My five months old baby has red high on one part of his right high. I think soap gets into it for about six days, but without distraction, what would you suggest I do? Usually I would say do nothing, just leave it alone. He should clear by itself uh, most of the time. But please don't allow soap to be getting into the baby's eyes. There's no reason why that should happen. Because uh, when I was teaching our first time mom, I was teaching them how to bath the baby. Most people always think they have to contract somebody to bath the baby. You don't need to contract anybody to bath the baby. You can do it from day one by yourself. The way to do it is that you do it in segments. So you wash the baby's hair the same way your mothers wash your hair in salon. You wash it to the back and 
rinse it off and dry it. Then for the face, don't pour water soap on people on baby's face. Don't rub their face with soap and sponge like you do yours. Put your face towel in the water with a little bit of the soap and just wipe the face. Just wipe it. Wipe with the soap first, then rinse that house, put it in the normal water, squeeze out the water, and just wipe it off again. Wipe the face, wipe the ears, behind the ears, and all that. That's all you need to do for the face. That is all. You don't need to be splashing water. Babies can inhale the water. That's why some of your babies have catar, because you, you introduce water into their nose, and they start coughing. They, because they have to get rid of all those foreign stuff. You know, so don't pour water on the face. Water enter their hair. That's why some of them have hair infection. The hair starts to always be kept dry, always. So don't do that. So if you follow that, no problem. Then for the neck and the rest of the body, you can just wash it normally. Put them in the in the your bathing bowl or just hold them on your lap, depending on how small your baby is. And then just rinse off. And that's it. You anybody can bath the baby with that metal. You don't need no contractor, uh, baby, uh, somebody to bath the baby. I don't know what name you call them. You can do it by yourself, and that way you will not. Get water into the nose, into the ears, or things like soap entering the eyes, and you know that will never happen. All right. Um. Good evening, Facebook. As I say, thank for you do. Thank you. What happens when one month of baby three point six current weight three point two on EBF refuses to pull for three weeks? So there's nothing wrong with the baby not pulling for two weeks. But then I'm worried that your baby is losing weight. That is my own flag because a baby should not lose weight. A baby is 3.6 as bad. It's now 3.2. I am worried about that. So what is going on here? Okay. And the mother went to see the doctor today. Okay. And the doctor said the baby is okay. So that's good. I hope the doctor has examined your baby and said everything is fine. So if everything is fine, please, this mom should just breastfeed this baby. Okay. She just breastfeed. Normally, by now, baby should pull. Usually, two weeks is about maximum that we will say. So, I don't know why it's going to three weeks. And the question is, how much of breastfeeding is this baby having? Because this baby is losing weight. And the only way we know your baby is getting enough breast milk is that your baby will gain weight. So, if your baby is losing weight, I'm not happy with the feeding of that baby. And it's either this baby is not being fed properly or there is um, a health issues. But if you say you've seen a doctor and the doctor said there's no health issue, then it has to do with the feeding. We need to make sure the baby is being fed properly. So if there's the baby is not being fed well, there's nothing for the baby to pass out. So there's no stool to pass out. They, breastfed baby, sometimes they accumulate their stool for long before they will pass it out. So we need to further make sure. Don't worry so much about the uh the stool not coming out if baby is not vomiting if the tummy is not distended like the tummy is not hard or swollen and your baby is not vomiting another then nobody's going to worry about the baby has not passed too but i'm worried about the baby losing weight i'm worried that the baby was 3.6 and it's now 3.2 unless there's an error in the measurements which is something possible as well so what i want you to do is to breastfeed this baby exclusively on demand and let's check this weight again in the next one week if your baby is losing weight we have to check that weight every week until we are happy once we are happy we can go back to every month checking of the weights but this is a red flag and i really want you to see a pediatrician not just any doctor because there are things that pediatricians will pick up that 
general doctors may not pick up. So if the doctor you saw today is not a pediatrician, please go to a general hospital, a teaching hospital, a good private hospital for children. They will have a pediatrician in those settings. Let, make sure a pediatrician see this baby. I want to be sure there's nothing else going on. This is what we call failure to thrive. When the baby is not gaining weight or losing weight in the in that first one year of life, it's a very serious red flag for us. And we really want to, to deal with it quickly. So I hope that's helpful for the Facebook user. Comfort saying, my doctor of four months, three weeks has reduced breast intake. She bites my nipple and cry. She's beautiful, see? She chew her finger. She's not sleeping. I try expressing to feed her. Cup and spoon. She will take a little and refuses to take. At least I share with Titi. And what can, how can I help her feed more? Because I feel like she has lost appetite. Sorry for the long writing. We understand. No problem. So your baby is obviously showing some signs of sitting. The fact that the baby is biting on your nipple and all that. She's chewing her finger. Those are signs that the baby may want to sit. So what you need to do is to give the baby something to bite on. So your baby doesn't have to bite your nipple. The baby can bite on any soft toy. But you have to wash it and clean it, sterilize it frequently. So that would take care of that. And usually that sign is a, is a few days kind of thing. It's not something that will go on for long. Okay. And what you need to do is to keep breastfeeding your baby. It's not to stop breastfeeding, like going back to bottom. You know, you need to keep breastfeeding. And you just have to do it more patiently and more frequently. So your baby suck a little bit and stop because she's having that uh, gum irritation and everything. It's okay. Then when your baby is ready again, you put back. Just keep offering as often as you want. But like I said, it's not something that's going to go on. Most of the time, it doesn't persist for more than maybe a, a couple of days, and then they are back to themselves. So just keep breastfeeding and you know, just monitor your baby. There's nothing to worry about. Okay, uh, the next question, doing solar. Good evening, thank you for all you're doing, ma. Thank you. Please, what happens when one month old baby? Okay, this is just a question I just answered now. Okay, doing solar, I just answer your question. Okay, uh, I really want to take that baby to see a pediatrician. I'm not really happy. Um, you know, okay, for example, if you have come, to, if that baby has come to see me as a pediatrician, a three weeks, a 3.6 kg baby would now weigh 3.2. I'm not going to let you go home. I'm going to keep that baby with me in the hospital. And I'm going to feed the baby myself. I want to see you feed that baby. I want to see how much breast milk that baby is taking. And I want to see that baby gain weight under my watch before you go back. So I want to check all those things. I, I don't want to just rely on mom telling me she's exclusively breastfeeding. So we will keep the baby with us. We will see you express the breast milk. We will be sure that the baby is actually taking enough amount of breast milk. Okay, so that we can see. And in one week, we should see a weight gain. Your baby should gain weight 30 grams every day. So in one week, that baby should gain like to around 10 grams. So we should see that 3.2 goes to 3.4 minimum. So we know we are working. So we want to know where the problem is. We want to know whether is it that mom is not giving enough milk. We want to know what is happening. Or we want to check, is there any health issues? Is there any if anything that is, you know, physical health issues? Is it heart, any heart problem? Any problem with it? We need to check all those things. We need to be sure why that baby has not gained weight. And the first thing we want to check is, is baby getting enough milk? So sometimes mom say, I'm giving enough milk. We want you to express it. We want to 
calculate enough mix. So a three weeks old baby, a one month old baby, should be getting less and less than let's say one twenty to one fifty mils per kilo. So maybe should be taking about six hundred mils of breast milk. So we want to see six hundred mils of breast milk. We want to give it to the baby, and then we want to know whether with the six hundred mils, baby still not gaining weight. Then we know that it's not the milk; it's something else. But if you are giving the baby enough milk and baby gains weight, then we know it's one that's not breastfeeding well. So that is what I will do if you come to see me for that kind of a baby. I'm not going to let you go home because it's a red flag if a baby doesn't gain weight and it's not even losing weight. So we need to work fast. So if you didn't see a pediatrician today, I'm going to recommend you take that baby to see a pediatrician tomorrow. Is that very important? So, and then we can work out. Um, if I don't know where you are, if you tell us where you are, I can always tell you where to go. Any of the mother and child hospitals, any of the teaching hospitals, any of the hospitals, most of them will have at least one pediatrician that can sort the baby out. All right. Um, okay. Adiola is giving me feedback. The stool doesn't sink. Okay. Come on, like I go. So, okay. So, this baby's stool is normal. Adiola, so your baby is not stooling. The greenish, maybe because you are not giving enough. And if you give parts of it, you know, the formic and the iron milk, the formic is the watery part of the milk. The iron milk is the thick, creamy, rich part of the milk. It's important that your baby suck from the beginning to the end and empty one breast and then you switch to the next breast so that your baby gets both the water and the the thick, fatty part of the milk together. So that way you will not be seeing greenish. Some moms tend to breastfeed uh, like very, very, you know, for a short period and your baby gets only the watery part of the milk and then they switch. And then your baby gets only the watery part of the milk here as well. And then they fended. So your baby is not going to, your baby will have greenish too because your baby has taken a lot of water, water part of the milk, but your baby has not taken the thick milky where the, 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 the fats and all those things are. So you need to make sure you're breastfeeding properly, okay? So that's what I'll recommend for you. But your baby is not having diarrhea. Your baby is not stolen. And three to four times is even, baby can pass eight to 12 times a day normally. So three to four times is not even stolen at all, at all. So there's no reason to worry. So that's why I say I always need to ask you all those questions before we jump to, oh, is diarrhea give or arrest? When whereas there's no diarrhea, okay. Obiagali say continuation of hydro seal case. How oh, you mean experience general surgeon? Okay, I think I've answered your question. I prefer a pediatric surgeon operates a baby rather than a general surgeon. Uh, but there's nothing wrong with general surgeons doing it. They can most of them do it. They can do it as well, but. The pediatric surgeons have more experience working on children than the general surgeon. Uh, da, da, da. Okay, if they've confirmed it's hydrocell, they're sure it is, then it's fine. You can, you can, you can. If they are sure, if they've told, I mean, I'm sure you've seen them. They, these are surgeons, so they should know what they're doing and they should be able to do what is right. But I, I strongly worry about that diagnosis in a three year old. Unless if it's a three months old, yes, three year old, mm. but. You've seen the surgeons, they should definitely know better. They've seen your child. So I trust their judgments. Okay, what I'll say is mild blisters. So mild blisters tend to happen. It's epis, labialis, it's a viral infection. Um, it tends to come up again because once you have that infection, you always have it for life. It's dormant. So, but when there's anything that happens to you and your immune system reduces, 
then it will come up again. It come up what we call like as if it's when your strikes, when your immunity is low, and that's when it will come up again. And usually, most time you don't need to do anything; they will go by themselves because the virus. Is, but there are antiviral medication that we can use, uh, which a doctor can prescribe for you as well. But if it's happening recurrently, then we want to check why is that? Why is this child immune system always dropping? That this child is always having mouth blisters. Then that is when you need to see a pediatrician. All right, our time is up now. So please, if you I'll try and answer all the questions that have come in before 7 p.m. But every question that came after, please repost it to our Facebook group and we will answer them. But I'll try and answer those of you that are coming earlier. Olachi Marquez saying, my baby's navel is flaky and the belly button is not fully closed. How old is your baby? Should I be worried? Seven weeks old baby. Seven weeks old and weight is 4.7. I, I really don't understand what you meant by flaky, to be honest. Uh, I really don't know what that means. But you said it's not fully closed. I really would love to see a picture of that never. But in the meantime, what I'm going to recommend is I just keep cleaning it with methylated spirit. Keep it open, exposed to hair. Don't cover it with anything. Don't apply anything. Don't apply powder. Don't apply dusting powder. Uh, close up, whatever, whatever, all those things they recommend for you, don't apply nothing. The only thing you should do is to clean it with methylated spirit and leave it dry. Don't put it, wet it, hot it, bandage, nothing. Metalism, nothing. Don't put any of those things. Just clean it and keep it dry and exposed to hair and it will close eventually so but the flaky part i'm not really sure what you meant by that but we really need to see a picture uh nice hearing from you for the first time oh really who is this following your teachings thank you all you do okay thank you so much i can't see your name but thank you for your kind words another news facebook is the same my baby of two months doesn't start to when sound is being made i went to the hospital due to his hair discharge we're through with antibiotics two weeks ago and discharge has stopped, but it started once in a while, okay? But it doesn't respond to sound every time. I've consulted ENT. They've asked you to do hearing tests. That's ABR and OAB. They're all hearing tests. And I'm depressed. And so, you know, you don't have to be depressed. You don't have to be sad. We just need to do a hearing test first. And I don't think you should worry so much. Maybe it's just two months. So let's just do the hearing test for the baby, and then we can now confirm. Uh, don't watch for some time. This are, It's just that Nigeria, we are the way we are. In places like UK and other places, every newborn baby should have a hearing test done at birth. That is normal. It's called newborn hearing screen. It's something we should be doing routinely. So you don't need to be waiting for it. And some private hospitals in Nigeria do offer it. At least I know one hospital in Lagos that does it. So Ideally, all babies should have it. This is one of the things we should be pressuring our government to do. Every baby should have a hearing test done when they are born so that we're sure whether they can hear or not. So that if we need to do any intervention, we can do it and then people will be able to talk. So right now, I don't know why you're worried because your baby had hair infection. When your baby had hair infection, even if they can hear, the hair infection will, will reduce their hearing. But now that the hair infection has been treated and it has cleared, then there's no reason to worry. But because you are worried about your baby's hearing, it's good that we should do the hearing test and be sure. So once we do the hearing test, then we can 
reassure you and then you won't have to worry. So I don't want you to wait. Go and do it straight away. It's something you should actually have had if you are living in a place where things are being done properly. We should have done it normally. But we're not doing this in Nigeria. But because now you're concerned with your own baby, we need to do it. So just do it quickly and let's know what it is. Can they saying, can I add ginger and garlic to my baby's spa before making it? It's not necessary. It's not compulsory. And some babies don't like it. So just leave it out. It doesn't do any good or any harm. But maybe some babies are forced with it. So there's no need to add it. Good evening. My four-month-old neck has not hold and he has not started laughing or playing. You need to see us. You need to see a pediatrician. If your four months doesn't have neck control, I am worried about the baby. I want to see that baby. I want to examine that baby. We want to know whether there's any developmental issue. So please see a pediatrician quickly, quickly, quickly. Uh, the keep up the good work, man. Thank you. One year, six months old, is still breastfeeding, and I currently travel for one week. Can she suck the breast when I return? Why not? As long as the breast is still flowing, the baby can still suck it. But don't be surprised if your breast stops flowing and the baby doesn't want to suck when you're back because you are kind of, whether intentionally or unintentionally, you are winning the baby. The only way you can do it is to make sure you keep expressing your breast milk when you travel so that your breasts keep flowing and hope the baby has not forgotten about breastfeeding when you come back. Most of them say like it anyway, but just be prepared for either of the options because one week is a long time for the baby. Then they say my baby is nine months old. I can't remember what your first question is. Okay, yeah, okay, you're the one asked about garlic and ginger. From my own experience, some babies don't like that ginger thing he, uh, because it's a little bit peppery, you know, so... I personally don't recommend that you should have it. You from for, for do and some of you do it in a way that you had it to your batch, a whole batch of milk and the pap, and the pap will come with anyway. You can always drink your pap anyway. But if you want to try that, what you can just what do it with a little pap and see whether your baby likes it or not. If your baby likes it, good. If your baby doesn't like it, just do the plain pap. Better what we want you to have to the pap, crayfish or egg, palm oil, and then the milk. Those are the things that we want you to have things that will add nutritional uh, calories and nutritious value to it. Ginger and garlic does not do that. Okay, I know they are good spices, but they are not really like calories. They are not protein. They are not those kind of things. So they are really, really not necessary for the babies. Of course, you guys like it. It's fine. So but leave the babies out. Uh, okay. Somebody saying, can what can I use to clean my baby's ears? You don't need to clean your baby's ears. Honestly, you don't. Don't use cotton ball, though. Please don't use cotton ball. When you're bathing for your baby, this when I was telling you about using face towel to wipe the baby's face, just use that same towel to clean the part of the hairs that your hand can reach. Don't poke into the inner hairs. It will rupture the hair drum. Your baby will not heal. So please don't. The wax is not a bad thing. What the wax does is that all the dirty stuff that are trying to go into the hair, it traps them. And then when it is a lot, it should flow out. For some reason, some babies here, wax can become so hard. Then we can just put olive oil into it. It will soften it and it will flow out. And then you can clean it as it is flowing out. But don't poke anything in the hairs. 
don't use cutting board, please. Uh, okay, uh, Faith is saying, what can I use to clean my baby's tongue? We've answered that already. Just use clean towel with water. Um, that's all you need to do. Uh, somebody's asking, is Odomos mosquito repellent okay for a two-month-old baby? Yes, I think you can use it, but I prefer you put your baby under mosquito uh, nets, the long, uh, long lasting insecticide treated mosquito nets, it's better. Okay. But I think you can use it from two months old. I think we've checked it before, but I need to confirm because it's an age where you can use the cream. And I think from two months should be correct, but I'll confirm that. But what we really recommend is actually the nets rather than the mosquito repellent cream. Because those things get absorbed into the body and baby skins are very thin. Anything you put on their skin gets into their blood. So we worry about and so you have to be very light in using of those things. So you have to be conscious of that. Whereas the mosquito net, there's nothing going into the baby's blood and all that. So we that's just the only risk there. Uh somebody say, What can make an eight-month-old baby? Behaving noisy stomach pains. Okay, noisy stomach just means gas, 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 gas. So it doesn't mean the baby is having pain. I don't know why mothers always translate that to pain. It doesn't mean the baby is having pain. It's a lot of gas. Baby will pass out the gas. So what you need to do is to avoid the baby sucking on bottles. Some of you still give your eight months old bottle feeders and they will suck and finish and then keep on sucking the hair. Or some of you even use uh, what's it called it's, uh, pacifiers as well. Anything that makes babies to suck in a lot of hair, then they're going to have a lot of gas in their tummy. So you want to avoid that. So we recommend only using cup and spoon to feed, breastfeeding. Don't allow them to cry too much before you feed them. So there will be little or no gas swallowed, and there will be no their tummy will not be heavy with gas. And if you're giving them beans, it's better you peel the beans because the beans is also another food. That tend to make them gas lots as well. So those are the things you should do. Uh, coming to the last set of questions. Uh, somebody say, my baby is a year now with no teeth, but it shows signs of sitting, but nothing is showing up. There's no reason to worry. How the dentists have said, some babies will not bring out their first teeth until they're about one year, one month old, 13 months. And so there's nothing to worry about. But the dentist wants you to come see them at the age of one year for your baby first denture check. So you can just go and see them. But honestly, your baby needs to come out. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Uh, good evening, Ma. Can you explain cerebral palsy? Well, that will take the whole program for me to do. <laughs> okay, so, but I will recommend you get on our website. There's a, I have an article on cerebral palsy, what you need to know about cerebral palsy. If you go on our Facebook group, I've done a video on cerebral palsy with the uh, with cerebral palsy center when they were doing their Christmas program. So I took time to answer all the questions on cerebral palsy. So I would recommend you either watch that or you or you read on our website or you go through our group discussion on cerebral palsy. Uh, basically, cerebral palsy is a condition where there's an injury to the brain of a baby. That the brain that is still developing and it will lead to um it will affect the baby in terms of their movements, in terms of their posture, so they may be slow walking, slow doing things, and all that. And then they may also have other issues as well due to that injury in the brain. Some of them may be slow talking, 
they may have learning difficulties, some of them may have uh, seizures and all that. So we cannot do anything to what has happened to the brain of the baby, but we can manage the outcome. So if a child is not able to work, we can put the child in a wheelchair, we can do physiotherapy, we can, you know, give them uh, drugs for conversions and all that. So there are ways we can manage it, but we cannot reverse what has happened in the brain. But like I said, that's a whole hour program to tell you about cerebral palsy. So I would just recommend you go to our Facebook group and watch our video on cerebral palsy or go to our website, www.axipediatricians.com and watch our, and read, sorry, and read the, uh, the, the articles on cerebral palsy. I think there are about two of them there as well. All right, I think I'm done, hopefully. Yes, I'm done. I think I've answered all the questions I came before seven. So if your question is just new, please post it on our Facebook group. I'll just answer the, the last set of questions on Instagram, then I'll close it there. Rookie say, my baby is 10 months old. Started crying one month ago. He keeps having recurring bumps, which look like boys. But in one area of his foot and his palms mm, that, that's we need to really say that but you i mean if it's like boys is it boys or not boys it's, it's a little bit difficult to say where it is but you may just want to see a doctor for proper examination first but more importantly make sure in the crash they are following hygiene and washing in between babies you know and it's not a crowded crash and all that just check what they are doing that they're doing things right um, but say, okay, if it's coming back and going, sound like a skin infection, really. Mm, yeah, I'm not really sure whether it's something, uh, what you described doesn't sound to me like a bacterial infection, sounds to me like a, maybe something allergic, because that is a key word, something that comes and goes often may be allergic. Don't use anything until you know what it is, because you may end up causing more problems. So, Rookie, I recommend you see a doctor, preferably a pediatrician or a dermatologist, uh, because we need to see before we can make up our minds. So, I'm only going by your description. So, um, yeah. Okay, Bisoye say I saw dust like blood. Okay, I'll answer your question, Bisoye. I just leave the blood alone, clean it. More importantly, try and figure out how did it happen. If you mix my answer, you can always watch the video again. And then you can get the answer to your question. Um, Lisa yeah, said, My baby is sucking his hand, putting everything in his mouth. I'm worried he won't put that in his mouth. That is your job as a mom to make sure he doesn't do that by making sure you keep the environment clean, give him something like sitting toys that you can wash and sterilize yourself and give, give him something like that to hold keep the environment clean, then there will be no death going into his mouth. And the last question about cerebral palsy, does he have a cure? No. Like, uh, there's no cure for cerebral palsy. We can't reverse what has happened to the brain, but we can support the children. We can manage it. We talk about management rather than cure in cerebral palsy. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining me today. So I've just finished. Um, so if you are just joining us, you have been listening to ATP Life, and our goal is to support you by answering health questions and providing health information. 
if you have questions still, you can actually go to our Facebook group, Ask the Pediatricians. If you can't miss it on Facebook, just search Ask the Pediatricians on the groups, and then you can join the group and you can ask your questions from Mondays to Saturdays. We don't answer questions on Sunday. We take a break on Sunday, but you can ask your question 24 hours every day, Monday to Saturdays, and one of our professionals or our trained moderators who are supporting our professionals will be there to provide answers to your questions. And if you want to have a private one-on-one -on -one chat with our professionals, the opportunity is also available. And um, to do that, you need to send us a WhatsApp message and we will be able to do that. But please know that this is not a free service. You pay for it. Uh, please follow us on all our social media handles and listen to our podcast, watch us on YouTube, on Twitter, all over the place. And feel free to support us by joining us or by um, supporting us financially so that we can reach indigent children all over Nigeria and Ghana. So I'll be here, God willing, next week to take another set of ATP Life. Uh, till then, I just want to wish you all a wonderful evening and keep on keeping our children healthy and safe. So it's bye from me and bye everyone. Thank you so much for joining. We'll see you next week or next, next time, same time, same place. Bye.